0: the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast again today. I feel like I've been away forever. I know it's not been that long, but it feels like it's been long, and so I'm extremely happy and excited to be back with you again today, and I'm currently in New Hampshire, in Ringe, New Hampshire, in the middle of nowhere, and um, today's going to be a great one. What kind of a show are you guys putting on here today? Today is going to be a great episode. As you saw in the description, uh, today I'm going to be talking about five ingredients of successful soul winning. Five ingredients of successful soul winning. And uh, I'm pumped up about this one because obviously as an evangelist, it's my heart and soul. Soul winning is my heart and soul, but it's not restricted or limited to just evangelists. This is something that every believer has been called to do successfully win souls uh, for the kingdom of God, and so I did want to break these down today because there are ingredients to successful soul winning. Mean, I've seen a lot of people try to do it and be very unsuccessful, and then they get frustrated, and you know, they just de- you know they decide it's just maybe it's just not God's gift for their life or whatever, you know, whatever they think. Too much football without a helmet. Uh, But that's not the case. It's God's gift to every uh, believer's life. And it's an expectation of Jesus for his children to be actively um, winning souls and seeking the lost before time runs out. So we're going to do that today. Five ingredients of successful soul winning. Uh, Take a minute before the podcast comes to an end and uh, share this podcast with somebody on social media. I always appreciate when you guys do that. Um, And I've seen steady... You know, we've seen on the podcast steady increase in growth to the listener base. And um it's amazing to see uh how many we broke over a hundred thousand downloads of the podcast, which to me that's amazing. And I want to say thank you to all of you that um that uh faithfully listen and share it with other people. It means a lot really does mean a lot. And as you know, this is one of my favorite outlets that we have in the ministry. And we have a lot for you guys. I mean, we do Monday through Friday, Facebook lives uh, as often as possible. We do uh miracle word radio. We release albums. We release books. I mean, all kinds of stuff, but the podcast without a doubt has to be one of my favorites. I love to be able to just, uh, come and talk to you guys like this and get your questions And answer them as best I can. Um, So I'm happy to be back. By the way, let me say before we go any further that um, the new edition of Miracle Word magazine has shipped out to almost 2,000 people. And if you're not one of those that gets this magazine absolutely free every time it's released, you can get it for free and I'd be happy to send it to you. Um, All you have to do is go to miracleword.com forward slash live miracle com forward slash live and sign up right there. We'll put that also in the description of the podcast, the link uh, and you can sign up right there to receive not only the magazine, but the weekly email that I send out personally to everybody that's connected to me. And then also I wanted to make mention of the fact once again, because we have so many new people listening to the podcast that um, I like to stay in touch with you personally. And that's why, we make it available to stay connected by text message. And um, I like to send out messages to you as often as I can. I don't blow up your phone, but, you know, at least once a week, once every two weeks, just to encourage you and build your faith and uh, let you know that I'm praying for you and let you know what's going on, announcements. Um, Without a doubt, those that are on the text message list um, get notified first, by far first, uh, for anything new that's happening. Uh, if there's a new book being released, if there's new content coming out, um, we definitely let those people know first. And if you'd like to um, be part of this this family, um, all you've got to do, actually I'll put the link in the description as well, um, you can fill out a form and add your information right to my phone book in my phone um, and, uh, and receive texts from me Uh, as soon as they go out, or you can just send a text message to 757-300-1078. That's 757-300-1078. That'll come right to my phone and uh, I'll log you in my phone book and then you can log yourself uh, in mine as well. Give me all your info and everything and your name. And uh, I'm happy, happy to stay in touch with you. And I want to say thanks to everybody that we're already, we've got close to what a thousand people that are part of the family now. And, um, I'm glad that you're a part. I love being able to get your prayer requests directly, uh, hear what's going on in your life, testimonies. I love hearing from you. So, uh, send me a message whenever you feel like it. I, you're never bothering me. I'm always happy to hear from you. And, um, if you'd like to join, please join us. It'd be awesome. Let's jump into this today. Uh, five ingredients of successful soul winning. And you're going to want to take some notes today, write these things down, because God's going to anoint you to be a successful soul winner in the kingdom of God. You will see fruit being produced, you'll see people being changed by the power of God that's in your life. And these five things that I'm going to give you today will definitely. Uh, go a long way to making your efforts fruitful. You'll start to see things take place uh, quickly when you when you have these five things operating in your life. So let's jump in and I want you to take notes. I'll give you some scriptures. I'll tell you some things that'll help you, some tips. And uh, I believe that the last six months of this year will be the most fruitful that you've ever seen uh, as a believer when it comes to soul winning. So let's jump in. Number one, The first ingredient that you've got to have if you want to be a successful soul winner is urgency. And when I say urgency, what I mean is you've got to have an understanding about where we are on God's prophetic timeline. You've got to understand how close we are to the return of Jesus Christ. And the reason I say that is this. When the rapture happens, and if you've listened to my podcast or any of my teaching for any period of time, you'll know that I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. I believe that the children of God will be caught away from the earth before the tribulation ever begins. Uh, I believe that we will be gone because of the fact that I believe that all seven years of the tribulation represent the wrath of God being poured out. the earth. I don't believe it's just the last three and a half years. I believe the entire seven years are God pouring his wrath out upon the earth to those who rejected Jesus. And that's not for us. We are not reserved for God's wrath, but for his blessing. So I believe we'll be gone. But once the rapture takes place, here's the thing you've got to know. Once the rapture takes place, uh, it's not going to be the same in the world as it has been when the when the body of Christ was here. In fact, the Bible teaches, and the Apostle Paul's the one who taught this, the Bible teaches that after the rapture takes place, that God will allow a great delusion to be pulled over the eyes of people who remain on the earth so that they will believe a lie rather than the truth, and they will follow after the Antichrist and come under that one world government and all of that, but understand the opportunity to be saved will not be there in the same way as it is now. In fact, the Bible teaches, as I just quoted to you, that delusion is pulled over the eyes of every person who had an opportunity to receive and accept the gospel and rejected it. They will not gain another opportunity to be saved during the tribulation. So you realize how important this is that people's lives are changed before the rapture takes place. And that should put a sense of urgency in your heart that this is a limited time offer. And we're already seeing the signs of the second coming of Christ all around the world today. In fact, probably the most telling sign that we have seen in the last 100 years is the formation, or I should say the reformation, Of Israel as a sovereign nation again, which took place on May 14th of 1948. In fact, last year, the youngest person on the earth who saw that happen with their own eyes was 70 years old. So you realize that in Matthew 24, Jesus taught that the generation who sees the fig tree bud and bloom again, which is the nation of Israel, by the way, will not pass from the earth. Before all of his prophecies come to pass. So however you want to define a generation, just know this, the youngest person on the earth who saw that happen is now 71 years old. So we're living not in the last days, but in the last minutes of time, literally, and Jesus is coming back. And that's just one of many signs that the second coming of Christ is about to happen. Not the rapture, but the second coming. Which takes place a minimum of seven years after the rapture because of the tribulation. So, if we're already seeing signs for his second coming, how much closer are we to the rapture of the church? That fact should instill urgency in your heart like never before. I mean, you've got to understand time is running out. Makes me think of like, you know, when we used to play board games and they always would package in with the board game that timer. That was like the the sand dial type thing where you turn, turn it upside down and the sand starts falling through. It always makes me think of that as though there's like this big sand dial thing in heaven where the last grains of sand are running through to the bottom. And when that last grain of sand runs through, the trumpet will sound literally and Jesus Christ will descend from heaven with a commanding shout and the dead in Christ are going to get out of their graves and we will be caught up to meet Jesus in the air. And that's coming very quickly. So you need to understand the devil wants to do his best to really zombify our lives, make us, make us the walking dead, if you will, so that we just get into this groove of doing things that has no eternal value. And I'm not saying you don't need to fulfill your responsibilities, you know, go to school, go to work. You need to do all those things. But, you know, we get into this rut of just coming home, you know, plopping down on the couch, watching Netflix, getting on social media, just doing tons of things that have no eternal value, that in the end really are a waste of time, and we're not accomplishing what God's called us to do. We allow others to go through their life without ever hearing the truth about Jesus. And we're the ones required to tell them about Jesus. And I truly believe that every person listening, God has given you a circle of influence to affect those people's lives before Jesus comes. Your pastor may never meet them. uh, Your youth pastor may never meet them, but you see them on a daily basis, whether at work or school, whatever. You see them on a daily basis and God has given their eternity into your hands and he's expecting you to, Share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those people, and that contains the power to bring their salvation. So there needs to be an urgency. If there's not an urgency in your spirit, then you will drift through life thinking, well, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week, next month, next year. And you'll always procrastinate your purpose, and you'll always push into the future what God's called you to do today. So you've got to develop a supernatural urgency in your spirit to accomplish the purpose and plan of God in your life. Uh, if you don't do that, then you'll always drift through life with no purpose, no urgency to accomplish your purpose. You know, Jesus told his disciples, I mean, think about how far back this was, 2,000 years. He said, the fields are white and ready for harvest or ready to be reaped. And he said, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest and he will send laborers into his harvest field. That's Matthew chapter nine. Well, you know, you know, we should never pray that God would save our school or save our city or save our state or save our nation. There's nowhere in the Bible uh, where God tells us to pray that people will be saved. He tells us to do the work of an evangelist and go out and into the highways, byways, compel them to come in. It is our job as believers to do the work of the evangelist. But if we don't ever have a sense of urgency, then we will never actually step out and begin to do that work. And Jesus was impressing upon his disciples' heart 2,000 years ago how close I mean, the harvest is ready. It's ready to be reaped, but we don't have enough people to reap it. And that's still true today. There are people that need to be activated, which is why I'm doing this episode today. You've got to be activated on a new level to go and accomplish uh, reaping the harvest before Jesus comes back. So you've got to have a sense of urgency. Why? Because urgency provokes action you're taking notes, you should write that down. Urgency provokes action. That's why any good salesperson understands the power of urgency. That's why even if you look at infomercials that play at night, they always have a countdown timer on the side of the screen. If you'll call now within the next 20 minutes, we'll not just give you this, but we'll give you two of them And then we'll also throw in this, and it's always a, but what is it? It's always a countdown timer. It's always a limited time offer. Why? Because urgency provokes action. They want you to run to the telephone. They want you to buy the product. They want you to call the number and call now. Urgency provokes action. The same is true. If we don't have any urgency in our spirit about what's about to take place, we will never step forward. To accomplish it. So, number one, the first ingredient of successful soul winning, urgency. You've got to get urgent about this call that's upon your life. Number two, the second ingredient of successful soul winning, compassion. You've got to have a love and a compassion for people, for the state that they're in. They're dying, they're on their way to hell, they're literally currently on their way to eternal judgment. And God has given you what the Bible calls the ministry of reconciliation, of reconciling people back to God. And that's your job. That's my job. But if we don't love people, if we don't care about people and become you know, empathetic to the plight of the world, they're dying. They're on their way to hell. If we don't understand you know, Jesus was driven by compassion You can read through the New Testament and you'll see many passages that say things like this, and being moved by compassion, he healed them all. Jesus was moved by his love for people, by his love for the world. God was moved by his love for the world. That's what John 3.16 is all about. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The only son that he had, he gave to be tortured and killed because he loved the world. And we are made in the image and likeness of God. We are like Christ. And our compassion should move us as well to action. I love, and I've told it many, many times, but I've even prayed God give me the same experience as Dr. Lester Sumrall, who was a great missionary, apostle, and evangelist, who saw a vision of people marching in mass numbers. And he could see that they were marching towards the edge of a cliff. They didn't realize it, but he could see it. And over that cliff, dropped off into the flames of hell. And he said, like lemmings, they all just followed each other, walking towards the edge of the cliff and then dropping off. And he said, I could see the flames and I could hear their screams and I could smell the burning hair and flesh. God allowed me in the vision to hear it and to smell it. And he said he was never the same after that vision because it put a compassion in his heart for the souls of men and women who were dying and on their way to hell. And we need to have that same love and compassion for those that are on their way to eternal judgment. We don't just need an urgency, but we need a love for people. You know, love is the greatest motivator in the world. Not hate, but love. Love will cause you to do things that you never would normally have done. You know, hate won't make you give your life for someone else, but love will. You'll literally be willing to lay down your life. I think of my wife. I think of my children, my family. I think of the fact that I'd be willing to sacrifice my life to save theirs. Hate won't make you do that, but love will. And compassion for people is a... Uh, a very impactful ingredient of successful soul winning. You're never going to take action to see people change that you don't care about, that you don't love. That's why when you pray, one of the things you should ask God, not to just give you urgency, but Lord, fill my heart with a compassion for lost souls. Fill my heart with a love for people that i would not be able to rest when i sit on a you know on a bus on a train subway with people that don't know jesus i would feel in my heart the urgency and the love to reach them with the gospel of jesus christ i won't be able to stay quiet about the good news of jesus you know we need that kind of a compassion we need that kind of a love to reach a lost and dying world we've got to have it not just urgency You know, what good does it do to have urgency? And maybe I should have given you these in reverse. But what good does it have do to have an urgency uh, about a people you don't care about? You know, I mean, think about um, think about Jonah. You know, Jonah had an understanding that the people of Nineveh were on the edge of destruction, but he didn't have a love for them. In fact, they had tortured his people for years, flayed them alive. I mean, tortured them. And Jonah was like forget this, you know, I'm not going to preach to those people. They deserve to die, you know? And so there was an urgency, but you know, he, he could care less. You have to understand that people are, I mean, think about this. If you understand that men are born into sin and have no ability to do anything else, but sin, you know, I was preaching this week. I said, I don't hold sin against sinners, They can't, they don't, they're not capable of doing anything else but sinning. I can't hold their sin against them. I say, well, I'm not going to preach to them. They're not worthy of hearing the gospel. They can't help it. There's nothing else they can do. They're born into sin with a nature of sin. All they can do is sin, but the gospel will change them from sin and bring them into new life in Jesus Christ. And so I've got to have a love for people. You know, I love what Jesus said in the New Testament. He said, you know, when the Pharisees were angry at him for spending time with sinners. He said, I wasn't sent here for people that are healthy. Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. And that's exactly what God's called you to do, is to be a a spiritual doctor for those that are sick and are dying eternally. And it takes a love for people in order to activate that power in your life. So number one, urgency. Number two, compassion and love for people but the third ingredient that you've got to have for successful soul winning is boldness boldness even if you have urgency even if you have a love for people if you're too fearful or timid to actually do anything about the urgency and the love you have for people those other two things mean nothing you've got to get bold about what you know is true you've got to stop caring what people think about you. Do you know timidity and this may be hard for some people to hear because I'm not attacking I'm not attacking shy people. But think about this, timidity and fear are really based upon pride because you care what people would think about you. That's the reason you're timid. That's the reason you're fearful. You have anxiety is because you care too much about what people's opinion of you would be if you did this, said this, went here, did that. And you've got to lose pride because it's a killer. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. But the Bible says meekness is the key to inheritance. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth, Matthew 5, 5. The Bible says God resists the proud but gives more grace to the humble. So when you humble yourself before the Lord, he actually empowers you and gives you that boldness. When you stop caring what people think, why would I care what someone who's eternally dead thinks about the life that I have? They need what I have. Don't be intimidated, don't be don't be filled with trepidation and fear and nervousness. Step out. And see that's part of being filled with the Holy Ghost is he makes you bold. He makes you bold you'll find yourself saying things you never thought you would say you know empowered by the holy spirit doing things you never thought you would do why because when you become bold in the holy ghost it allows you to step out like a lion and accomplish your purpose and trust me when i tell you boldness is required boldness i think of the apostle paul who in his letter to the ephesian church at the, in the 6th chapter after all that he told them He said, Pray at all times and on every occasion with all prayer and supplication for the saints. Then he said this, and also pray for me, that boldness would be granted unto me, that I may continue to preach the mysteries of the gospel. Well, think about it. Paul (laughs) was probably one of the boldest men in the New Testament. Think of all the persecution he faced, you know, beaten, you know, everything they could have done to him, they did. Shipwrecked. Everything that could have happened to Paul happened to him, including being killed at the end of his life, you know, but notice he was still so bold. And even though he was so bold, he asked the churches to pray for him, pray that I would even become more bold. Well, let me just tell you, if you, if, if Paul was praying for more boldness, you need more boldness and I need more boldness without question to step out and stop caring what people think and just do what God's called you to do. We've got to have the boldness of the Holy Ghost. Number four, the fourth ingredient of a success of, of successful winning: a story. You've got to be able to tell your story. It comes across as your testimony. The Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, Revelation 12, 11, they overcame the spirit of Antichrist by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Do you know, just to give you just from the, the very practical side of this, human beings love telling and hearing stories. It's the number one thing we've done since the beginning of time. It was entertainment from the beginning of time. People would gather around a campfire and tell stories. That was, that was how entertainment began. People are still telling stories today via books and television shows and movies and podcasts. and I mean, every medium today is carrying storytelling and you need to be, become a master at telling your testimony. Nothing moves people more than a personal story. And when you begin to tell others what God did for you, now it's not a theory anymore. Now it's not just, it's something you lived. It's something you've experienced and people will connect with the story of what God did for you, with the testimony of what God did for you. Think of whatever he's accomplished in your life. What did he save you from? Maybe you used to be an alcoholic. Maybe you were used to be addicted to drugs. Maybe you, know, you used to have broken relationships. I mean, whatever it is God did for you, tell your testimony. People connect to your testimony, what God did for you. You know. You know how far... The story about the Apostle Paul must have spread around the nations. A man who used to murder Christians and stand by as Christians were murdered, and now he was completely turned around by the power of God and became an advocate for Christianity and became the most powerful apostle in the Christian faith in the New Testament other than Christ. That story must have spread like wildfire. I mean, you think about... I mean, it's just amazing. You know, your story is something people can so easily connect with because it's personal and you've got one. That's what makes you unique, by the way, to, to win souls is that no one has your story. Nobody can tell what you can tell. Nobody can say what you can say and people will connect with what God's done for you personally. And you've got to be able to tell what God's done for you. Recount those things. You know, tell them again and again. It's powerful. Don't ever discount what God's done for you. It's powerful. It's powerful. And other people will be impacted by it. They'll be changed by it. And it'll also let them see that if God could do that for him, what can he do for me? If God could bring him or her out of that, what can he do in my life? Don't ever discount the power of your testimony. Use it. To, to let others see what Jesus is still doing today. And then number five and finally, it, the fifth ingredient you need for successful soul winning is power. And this is why the Holy Spirit was sent. If you look at the words of Jesus in Acts chapter one and verse eight, the Bible says you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and then you will be my Witnesses. If you're going to be a powerful witness for Christ, it takes the power of the Holy Spirit without question. We need the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives. And that's why you've got to be filled, you know, baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. It empowers you to be the greatest soul winner possible. Not to mention Not to mention, will you be led by the spirit and given wisdom by the spirit? But the Bible says these signs will follow them that believe. Signs and wonders will follow your life as a believer. That, you know, you know, what's a real amazing proof that Jesus is alive when you lay your hands on sick people and they recover. That's proof that Jesus is alive. Think about that when miracles and, you know, that's what Jesus even used to prove he was the son of God. When John's disciples came to Jesus and said, are you the one or are we waiting for somebody else? He said, go back and tell John the things you've seen and heard. You know, the blind see, the deaf hear, the poor have the gospel preached to them. He was pointing at his miracles to prove he was the son of God. To this day, we can point at the miracles of heaven as proof that Jesus is alive. And miracles follow the power of God. And the power of God comes through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So ingredient number five, you must have the power of the Holy Spirit working and active in your life to be an effective witness for the kingdom of God. So once again, the five ingredients of successful soul winning, urgency. You've got to know the gospel's a limited time offer. Compassion, love is the thing that moves us to act on behalf of heaven. Boldness is the thing that overtakes our emotions that the enemy would try to use to hold us back and pushes past the soul realm into the spirit realm. A personal testimony or a story, being able to tell what God's done for you. And finally, power, number five. You've got to have power to do what God's called you to do. And I believe God's going to use you in a mighty way. I want to pray for you before this podcast comes to an end because I'm asking God that in the last six months of this year, God would activate your faith in a mighty way and that you'll be able to win souls fruitfully, that you'll fill your church with fresh converts, people that you've met, that you led in prayer and brought to Jesus. So Father, I pray for every one of the people that are listening to the podcast today. I pray that all five of these elements would come alive in their spirit in Jesus' name. Father, give them a hunger to see souls come to Jesus. Let our churches be packed with new Salvations, new converts in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you, Lord, that you're using us, that you've chosen us for these final moments of time. We love you, Lord. We give you praise and glory for your goodness in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Listen, I love you guys so much. Don't forget to share the podcast uh, today on social media. Um, Put it in your story. Let people know you're listening. And also, if you'd like to get Uh, a copy of that new magazine. Don't forget to go to the link in the description, miracleword.com forward slash live and send me a text message when you get a chance, 757-300-1078. I love you. Don't forget until next time, goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.